to talk a few minutes today about mental plasticity and mental flexibility as a superpower. So everybody needs to find resilience in strong adversity times. And I'm just going to say that there are times where there are, I don't know, less money and it seems like people are really angry with each other. So you have to kind of stay strong. So how do you stay strong? Well, you got to stay flexible. So I'm hoping that I'm going to share a few things and then we'll maybe talk about, you know, how resilience manifests in your world for a few minutes just to build each other up as people, as human beings and humanity. Like, <clears throat> okay, here's here's an example. Um, today I... I kind of weathered things and I stayed longer than I intended to because the team asked me to. Um, so that wasn't against, that wasn't, you know, like my wishes, but that was something I decided to do because everybody was doing it together. And unfortunately, what kept me motivated was, you know, my, my team lead saying, okay, you know, I'm like, I'm tired, right? Like a big baby. And he said, well, everybody's tired. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll keep going, right? So you see how that works? It's like, everybody's tired. Everybody's tired just like you. But everybody's keeping going, so you got to keep going. So that's one way to kind of psych yourself into performing longer or having more endurance on a task when you would likely go, eh. I'm done, <laughs> right? So, um, so I'm just gonna go over ten, uh, ten ways to build your resilience from very well mind. Find a sense of purpose in the tasks that you're occupying, you know, doing. Well, you know, there's there's a reason why I'm doing this. I'm there's a reason why I'm doing this task. So, find a sense of purpose in what you're doing. Believe in your abilities. So having a confidence in your own ability to cope with the stresses of, of life can play an important part in resilience. Becoming more confident with your own abilities, including your ability to respond and deal with a crisis, is a great way to build resilience for the future. Um, you know, listen for negative self-talk, and when you hear that, immediately practice replacing them with positive ones like, I can do this, I'm a great friend, mother or partner, I'm good at my job, I've done lots of good things today, this didn't go so well, but it doesn't mean it's all a toss, you know, I, I have done lots of great things with my my situation, you know, when, when I'm given something, I, I do a good thing with it, like today, um, you know, I, I picked up a, an injured squirrel. That's what I did. That was my, my good deed of today. I picked up an injured squirrel. <laughs> and he's he's actually right behind me right now and during this podcast. And um, he's just hanging out and getting some rest. But he was definitely not doing very well. So I, I, I put him in a bag like a kidnapper. And he yelled and he told all his friends like a, like a good, decent you know, squirrel, I've been captured, he told everyone, he told everybody in the neighborhood, wee, 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 I'm, I'm, I've been captured, um, 
But yeah, and I told him that was the right thing to do. You did the right thing. You alerted all of your friends. You told them there was danger. There was a predator in the area. That's exactly what you should have done. And, you know, of course, it's probably not his wishes that he's sitting back here in a cab carrier. Um, but he's, he's going to wildlife tomorrow. But he's just going to have to hang out with me overnight in the air conditioning and drink cold water and not be stressed out because he was in a mess. He was in falling out of the tree, couldn't stand up straight. It was bad. It's like he got into somebody's weed bag. I'm serious. So uh, the third way of developing uh, resilience uh, that we can talk about is develop a strong social network. Like de- develop a strong uh, network of friends and people that you, you count on, people that really like to talk to you, um, people who you know, you would call in a, in a good situation, not just a bad situation, but, you know, also just tell them what's going on. Like, uh, you know, things are, things are okay, but they could be better. You know, I'm getting real stressed out about X, Y, and Z. And then they, they try to tell you to to keep up the good work and, you know, try to do better in these other areas. But, you know, they don't, they don't reject you for having problems because everybody's got problems. Um, you know, they can handle your feelings just as long as your feelings are not too, too crazy. <laughs> you don't want to exhaust your friends, but you know. Otherwise, you know, be be a giving friend, like somebody who who doesn't just take, but be be a good giving friend, and develop a strong social network. Um, the other thing that you can do is embrace change. So, what the very well mind. Uh, article says here, this is Embrace Change. Flexibility. Flexibility is an essential part of resilience. By learning how to be more adaptable, agile, flexible, um, you'll be better equipped to respond when when faced with a life crisis. And that could be anything, like being lied to about, you know, your credit or something. Um, Resilient people often utilize these events as an opportunity to branch out in new directions and pivot, as they say, (laughs) in crisis communications. Um, While some people may be crushed by abrupt changes, highly resilient individuals are able to adapt and thrive. Like, they're not going to let it just roll over them. They're going to get out of the way of that big fat boulder that's trying to get them. Um, So, yeah, don't lay down and let it get you. Get out of the way of it or go hide or do something. But definitely be flexible enough to recognize that you know this is a passing situation and you can't you can't let be on the bad end of it you gotta gotta be strong and flexible it's like well you know if this this piece of my life is going away I've got to I've got to move on and get on the the survival program quick uh, and be really occupied and focused on that you know so I'll be kind of quizzing you guys about what you would do to kind of be mentally flexible in the event of a, of a crisis. Like, say your your jet airplane falls out of the sky. I don't know if anybody here is a survivor of an airplane crash, but uh, or some some sort of like stranding situation in the wild. That's that's one of those things I'm, I actually pay a lot of attention to. Like, if you're stranded in the wild, you know, finding food, water, shelter, kind of being mentally agile when you're body is under extreme stress um, and then protracted situations where there's lots of stress um, 
like like in a healthcare situation, like where you're you're hel- helping to care for somebody or in constant care of somebody who is um, debilitated or or needs needs constant care, like either like children or or like a like a disabled partner or a parent. That's kind of one of those things. So also five is be optimistic. That will help you stay agile. Um, staying optimistic during dark periods can be difficult, but maintaining a hopeful outlook is an important part of resiliency. When you're dealing with what you're dealing with may be difficult, but it's important to remain hopeful and positive about a brighter future. Positive thinking does not mean ignoring your problems. In order to focus on positive outcomes, it means understanding that setbacks are temporary and that you have the skills and abilities to combat any challenges that you face. So there's there's many benefits of optimism. So we can we can tack that on our board. Nurture yourself, like really take care of yourself. So when you're stressed, it could be all really easy to neglect your own needs. You know, you don't eat, you don't sleep enough, you're not exercising enough. Um, so you know, you really need to like do focus on what they call self care. Like if you're if you haven't bathed in a couple of days and you didn't notice, go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 behind in that area. Shave, take take good care of yourself. <clears throat> you know, clip your toenails. Do something. Do something for yourself. Do something good to to keep yourself in good, healthy condition. Develop problem solving skills. Now, here's one that's totally underrated. Research su- suggests that people who are able to come up with solutions to a problem are better able to cope with problems than those who cannot. Whenever you encounter a new challenge, make it a quick list of some potential ways you could solve the problem. Experiment with different strategies and focus on developing a logical logical way to work through some common problems. You can begin by practicing your problem-solving skills on a regular basis, and you'll be better prepared to cope with serious, when serious challenges emerges. Sorry. <clears throat> establish goals so in spite of everything that's happening you know you got to get some goals you have to have something to point yourself towards that's that's like having an established purpose but also have some goals like be aspirational crisis situations are daunting they may be even seem insurmountable resilient people are able to view these situations in a realistic way and then set reasonable goals to ta- to to deal with the problem you get your tackle list, like, okay, this just melted. Okay, what's the first thing I got to do? What's the second thing I got to do? What's the third thing I got to do? And then you just tick off that list, tick, 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 tick. and then you get that sense of of accomplishment around this this crisis problem that you're doing. So it doesn't just feel like this well of, you know, despair. Um, someone someone gave me some amazing advice today, and they said. Uh, I I think I'm rearranging deck chairs on the on the Titanic with this ti- with this task. This task is you know makes me feel like like there's there's really no hope. And uh, he says, listen, you know it's just you just need to break this into manageable tasks and and regain your sense of control <laughs> over the situation. I said, wow, that was some great like corporate pop psychology thing. He says, no problem. I'll never see him again. <laughs> he, was, 
It was like he was just in my world long enough to say that and then leave. <laughs> like an advertisement from heaven. Like, here you go. <laughs> ah, okay. So when you find yourself becoming overwhelmed by a situation, take a step back to simply assess what is before you. Brainstorm possible solutions, then break them down into manageable steps. <laughs> okay, so you can also take action, like doing something about your problem. Boy, that's really therapeutic, let me tell you. Simply waiting for a problem to go away on its own only prolongs the crisis. Instead, start working on resolving the issue immediately. While there may not be any fast or simple solution, you can take steps towards making your situation better and less stressful. Amen to that. Okay, and keep working on your skills. Resilience may take time to build. So don't get discouraged if you struggle to cope with problematic events. Everyone can learn to be resilient. Doesn't involve any specific set of behaviors or actions. Resilience can vary dramatically from one person to the next. So focus on practicing these skills as well as common characteristics of resilient people. Uh, but also remember to build on your existing strengths. So you can you can build strengths that you already have. You can you can become stronger in things that you already know pretty well. That will give you confidence, and um, and then that would feed other things about your life. Like you know, I may not be so great over here, but I I can I can do it a little bit better. And you know, you take take little little chunks off, and you you start doing things a little bit better. So, so maybe I'll take some calls now. Does anybody have any anything to say about mental plasticity or flexibility as a superpower? Because otherwise I'm going to have to start talking about it. Okay, I'll keep going. So I started a little early on this podcast um, because it is a Sunday evening I wanted to do something kind of constructive I wanted to say something that would help build so I'm going to go back up this this list <clears throat> so finding a sense of purpose after you face a, a crisis or a tragedy sometimes the loss of a loved one or you know maybe a crappy divorce crappy messy divorce or you know, maybe your house burns down. Uh, it can really be kind of traumatic. So people need to recognize what recovery is, and that would be that would mean becoming involved in community. So maybe you, you would build build houses or help people build other people's houses if your house burned down, or maybe you get involved in a fire safety awareness. Uh, volunteer program just to just to help people who who have been like you to 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 be connected to to what those help things are like and just to be connected to a sense of of purposeful hope and and knowing that you can do something about it and <clears throat> again believe in your abilities there are things you can do and the worst thing is like sitting around thinking, oh, well, I can't do anything about this situation. Nothing I do matters. And, you know, if there was something you could do and you weren't doing it, that might actually cause jeopardy somewhere down the line. 
So doing something you can do in a situation where you're, you know, you could probably make a difference if you did something. So you have to kind of give yourself credit for the good things that you do also. A lot of times people will just do kind of like this, you know, one-zero logic when it comes to recognizing things that they're that they doing strongly. They'll be like, oh, well, that's just expected of me. That's just my job. You know, I, changing tires on the freeway is just something I do. It's like a, it's like a function of, of my, my mechanical programming. Like, no, no, it's not. I mean, you did a good thing. Why don't you take a pat on the back like a man? Like, why can't you just say, yeah, yeah, I did a good thing. That's really cool. I did a good thing. You know, I rescued the parakeet and, and fed it with an eyedropper for three days. That was a cool thing you did. That parakeet lived because you, you took care of it while I was sick. So, um, would anybody like to talk about developing a strong social network? You can call in and talk about that. This is a call-in network. Ironically, that's pretty meta. <laughs> so, embracing change. This is one people hate. Um, maybe getting older or going back to school. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to have to graduate to the next grade now. I'm going to need new shoes and more pencils and to go back and deal with these people that I didn't want to see last summer. So, when that happens, you have to kind of be like, okay, well, you know, it's going to happen. Ah! You know, eat the frog, as they say. Like, do the worst part first if you got to do it, but then it's over with. Like, many of these things are just a series of small tasks. You know, they don't have to be bad. You know, and kind of building this kind of calcification of expectation, like this aura of, of negative expectation around a task or a person. Sometimes you need to let yourself out of that. Like that person, sometimes you need to explore a person or a situation or a, a like a like an event like having to be somewhere with, you know, kind of deconstruct it to where it's not totally bad but it's not totally good either. Like, there are things about it that you obviously don't like. But definitely start pointing out the neutral things about the situation that are not harmful and not bad. Like, this part of this isn't bad. This this part of it isn't, isn't harmful to anyone. And then you can kind of kind of manage the difficult parts a little bit better. Like, how, how difficult is this really? Am I being reasonable? Is this true? Can you can you kind of flex around like some of these some of these ideas? Am I taking this personally? Is this about my ego? Is this really about me? No, yes, no, yes, you know. And then you kind of reason, you kind of like work it out. So when people confront you with say bullshit, then you don't have to it doesn't have the same impact maybe it would have had um you know, or or they get into a competitive mind game with you. They're like they're trying to psych you out or trying to get you to fail, you know, either for their own entertainment or because they're not having a good day. Um, you just have to say, well, that's just a little speed bump. I'm just gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. And that is flexibility and resilience. Whoa, whoa, how about that? 
So being optimistic. Oh, this is great. We can talk about this for a little bit. Um, being optimistic is the practice of one gratitude. Like three things are definitely positive happening in your day right now. If you can name three things that are happening in your day that are absolutely positive, no negative, and that you're totally grateful for, that's the path to resilience because you'll you'll have some optimism. Well, it's not all bad. It's not all bad because it is not all bad. It's not even true. It's not even remotely true. Like major you know, if all if it were all bad, then 90% of the oxygen going in your lungs would be poison and dirt and and you wouldn't be able to make it. That would that would be terrible. But that's not even not even totally true at all. Like when you breathe in air, it's it's mostly clean air. Unless you're smoking and that's a whole different thing. But you're you're doing that on purpose. You're doing that by choice as an elective thing that you're doing. But that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Breathing clean air is a completely positive experience. So no bad in that. There's just no bad in taking a free breath of air and saying, okay, that there was no negative in that. It's a completely autonomous response. I'll have a breath of air and that's <clears throat> there's no guilt involved with breathing air. There's no there's no performance requirement. We can be grateful for the air that we breathe. So that's super basic. Super basic. If you can't think of anything positive at all, think of the, of the air that you are breathing and the cat that is meowing. Okay, we've got 10 minutes left of this glorious day 82. 100 days of Colin. And this is day 82 of 100 days of Colin on the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. I'm, I'm doing some utterly positive speaking right now. Okay. Nurture yourself. This is a great one. Most, most ladies will go out and get their nails done, their hair colored and, and, you know, cut and styled. Um, maybe they take a spa day. Men can do the same thing. You know, I've seen plenty of men go in and get get a a, a manicure. <laughs> wah wah manicure. Anyways, but that's one way of get taking care of yourself. You know, having a personal grooming day, doing that chore that's really been bothering you, like that that stack of horrible laundry. You know, take just taking it down into your car and dropping it off at somebody who will clean it for you. Sometimes that's what you need to do to to care for yourself. You're like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to take my dirty laundry and give it to somebody else today and they will clean it for money and uh, and then now I'm going to go be free and watch a football game or, you know, you know, flip some hamburgers on my own or you know, go fishing or whatever, you know, do whatever you want, you know, and, uh, that, that's a way to care for yourself. Gassing up your car. That's a way to care for yourself. People don't think that that's like a luxurious thing, but these days it is, but seriously, putting gas in your car is an exercise of self-care. You know, some people are, are taking that as an, as a negative. 
But every time I have a full tank of gas in my car, I feel like I can do whatever I need to do at, at a moment's notice. And that is mental agility. Readiness in any situation for anything that happens. That is another tool of mental agility. So developing your problem-solving skills. Now, this is kind of one of my favorites. I actually really like this one. Um, <clears throat> you take a problem that you will never have. Like you just you just won't have it. Like being dropped in the middle of nowhere and expected to survive, and you just kind of think about what you would do. And then you give yourself like a mini test, like okay, what what would I actually do? Like, you know, the, what the the guide says to do and what would I actually do in that situation? So you kind of give yourself little little challenges. Like, you know, I don't know. If I were dropped in the middle of nowhere, I think I would try to not be injured first. If I could try to make my way to the first aid kit and check myself for injuries. And if I was, you know, uninjured by, by most accounts, other than, you know, shocked and you know, jostled, then what I would do is I would I would look for water and try to find shelter, create a shelter um, away from the, the, the blast zone or the crash site um, and try to do something survivalistic in that way. Just just be really focused on on essential body essential things like food, water and shelter. Uh, most people don't have to worry about those problems every day, so it's kind of an interesting challenge to kind of set yourself outside of those things and kind of focus on the essentials um, in the event of a crisis, um, and kind of try to think about what you would do with any any sort of sorted weird problem. Like, you know, if my house were suddenly filled with tribbles, what would I do? What would be like the first ten things I would do? And you'd be like, ah. <laughs> Would it be to get the cats out of the house? Would it be to alert the authorities? Would it be to call your husband? Would it be, like, what would it be? What would be the first thing you would do if some non-existent problem that you don't have were suddenly to appear? And that will develop your problem-solving skills. And it might actually entertain yourself as well. Um, three minutes left in the podcast. So you can always establish some goals... You know, if you're not in a crisis, there will be a crisis presented to you at some point. You know, what's your plan? Do you have a crisis framework? Like, what's... I know that there's a fire plan. People put fire plans as, like, an aspirational crisis management tool uh, for for those situ- situations. Like, what to do if somebody's drowning. You know, so there's, there's those kinds of things. Those help people... F- feel uh, agile so maybe taking a first aid course uh, learning how to swim if you don't know how to swim uh, learning how to administrate a self-defense weapon of any kind um, in the event that you were attacked like learning how to fend yourself fend, fend, defend yourself from like a shark do you, would you even know what to do well, you go for the gills. So, these are weird things that actually I'm kind of pulling from. 
uh, that are kind of cool that I got from my military dad. You know, and it, now I know why he did this. It's to develop mental agility because none of these situations happen to me. There's no sharks outside my window. I'm not like, you know, in 20 feet of open water. I don't have to worry about this problem. But considering what you would do in those silly situations are actually, you know, having a plan would be kind of a way to deal with that. And that develops your mental agility um, as a superpower for overcoming obstacles and problems. So, and getting negative people out of your life, like crummy people who are like, wah, wah, you're bad, everything you do is bad. They treat you like toilet paper. You know, you try to be cool and say something positive, and then they just kind of treat everything you just said like it was like it was worthless toilet paper. Um, don't listen to those people. Get those people out of your life. You know, they're, they're kind of like the cockroaches in the mind. You just want to get just, you know, right? You know, just run. You know, just spray something on the, those comments and get them out of your world. So, don't let negative people really bug you and. You know, don't meditate on the things that they say. Uh, think about what you can do to kind of answer those those challenges. But a lot of times those people just want either a reaction or they want you to fail because they're, they feel like they're failing. So it's bucket crabbing behavior. But you don't owe them any failure necessarily. You know, and if you are failing, you know, you owe it to yourself and people you love to do better, obviously. So here we are at 8.30. I have, I have given you another podcast uh, of the Unsanctioned Citizen. I've, I've used my powers for good and not for evil. <laughs> Hi, Fahim. We're wrapping it up. So thanks for attending another Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. We'll speak to you again very soon, probably tomorrow. It's been day 82 of the 100 Days of Colin. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast Archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call-In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com. 